So that was Dr. Reggie Gold. Uh, how many of you guys have ever heard or seen him before? Oh, man. Um, th this is why before every class, I'm going to show you some of their masters because you guys have to know these people. You know, I was very, very fortunate to know all the people that I'm showing you. All these guys were like, I guess that they, you call them the second generation masters, you know, the ones that BJ taught. I knew all them, right? So, so now you're getting the third generation people like myself, and then you guys will be like the fourth generation, you know, people away from, from BJ. But um, what I want to, to talk to you about is uh, this, this particular talk I sat in, in I think it was like maybe 92 or so, 1992. Uh, were, were any of you born then? Yeah. Oh, are some of you were born by Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, um, <laughs> so let's compare. Let's compare 1990 chiropractic 1992 to chiropractic today, uh, 2017. So chiropractic in 1992. Um, now, well, let's, let's just say chiropractic never changed, right? So chiropractic has been the same since 1895. Really, it ha that hasn't changed at all. But the practice of chiropractic has morphed quite a lot since 1992. So 1992, uh, were most people using insurance in 1992? Yes. That was the majority of everybody's practice back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Uh, was, was a, you were mostly an insurance-based you know, practice. Um, did people have uh, open adjusting or closed adjusting back then? That was mostly closed room adjusting. Everybody was in individual rooms. The idea of open adjusting was very radical you know, back then. Um, so not many people, you know, did that, you know, kind of stuff. Um, were, uh, were kids, were, were pediatric, was pediatric chiropractic, was that a big thing back then? No, no, WEFTA did not start the pediatric, the ICPA officially until 1993. And uh, the way that started was um, he was uh, at Life uh, and he was doing some seminars here, just like I do fall CE seminars and stuff. And people said, hey, can you come to Vancouver and talk with us? Can you come to San Diego? Can you? So he started doing this. Then he started getting other people. Like for those of you who go through the ICPA program, Jim Thompson was one of the people that he traveled uh, with early on. He was one of the original uh, ICPA people. And they were slowly starting to create what he would call the certification program, which was very mildly certification program. Um, uh, but in 1993, he decided to actually formalize the ICPA. So uh, he created the first ICPA seminar, the first major ICPA seminar in Boston in 1993. Uh, and it was at the, uh, what's that major hotel, the Copley Hotel, something like that? Down, right in the big, big heart, big hotel, heart of Boston, right near where the explosion was at the, at the, uh, the marathon a number of years ago. Anyway, uh, uh, I don't remember the name of it. But anyway, so it was, uh, it was at this hotel, and there was like a thousand uh, chiropractors uh, there. And the thing that was really neat about this particular seminar, uh, and just to kind of compare where we were now to where we, are, we were then, is um, the highlight of the, the talk, although nobody knew her at the time, was Barbara Lowe Fisher. Does anybody know who that is, Barbara Lowe Fisher? She's the head of the National Vaccine Information Center. Um, and Dr. Webster stood up, I'll never forget this, he stood up and he said, uh, this is Barbara Lowe Fisher. She started the National, National Vaccine Information Center. This is before the web, before all this kind of stuff was really coming on. 
Uh, so we, we used to get like newsletters from the National Vaccine Information Center. That's how you, we would know about it. <clears throat> and he said uh, she's about to close the organization. She actually had a, a seriously uh, injured child from a vaccine. Her and her friend started this thing to get more information out. And, um, but she, she, she'd been doing this for like 10 years and she can't afford to do this anymore. So she's about to close this organization. And uh, if you guys don't give her money right now, the place is, she's gonna close down in the next like, couple of weeks. So you listen to her. And if after she's done, you believe in what she's saying, we, I expect you to line up. So she gave a talk that at, by the end of the hour talk, everybody was crying. Like 100% of the audience, 1,000 people were like tears pouring down our eyes. And Webster stood up there and he said, I expect a line back there of all of you. And we're supposed to start you know, the next speaker in like 10 minutes. We're not. We're going to start when you guys are done. So all of us went in the back and we lined up and all of us gave thousands of dollars to Barbara in order to help her keep the National Vaccine Information Center going. And that's why Barbara Lowe Fisher is so grateful to chiropractic and will always talk about Dr. Webster because if it wasn't for him, like they wouldn't you know, have continued. And so much of the vaccine uh, work that's going on since then um, would not have been here. So it was a very, very different world. You know, it was the start of all this. Like what we're doing here in this room would never have flown because it just wasn't big enough. What the ICPA is doing this weekend, Dr. Rossi's, you know, here, it never, there's probably gonna be 80 people at that uh, seminar. It was not the same, you know, back then. So I want you to think about all the differences because now pediatrics is a really big thing. Of all this, the subspecialties, there's two huge subspecialties in chiropractic. Pediatrics and what's the other one? Sports. Sports. Those are the two big subspecialties in chiropractic, both extremely important. Uh, I am certified in both. So I'm a certified chiropractic sports chiropractor and a, well, I'm a diplomate, so I was first certified, now I'm a diplomate in pediatrics. So um, I think this is a huge, you know, it's, it's so important for you guys, like we talked about before, to subspecialize, um, to make sure you get into that niche market. Because back when I first started, it really wasn't, <clears throat> that wasn't a thing. You know, that was just coming on. Now it's a really big thing. <clears throat> so I recommend all you guys subspecialize in something, whether it's pediatrics or sports or orthopedics or whatever it is that you want to subspecializing because people are gravitating towards people who are who really know what they're doing in a smaller and smaller area right and even though you may think I just want to take care of everybody which is lovely and I do take care of everybody but my primary focus is on the kids and especially within that it's the special needs kids right because that's my that's the thing that that they have in my heart right to, to watch these kids who couldn't talk, now talk, to watch these kids who are on Riddle and not need Riddle anymore, to watch these kids who couldn't read, to read, right? That to me is like the most amazing thing you know, in the world. You know, that's what I want to be able to show you know, the parents. That's what I want to be able to show the interns. You know, we have a bunch of interns always in our, in our clinic. That's what I want to be able to, to show the world what we do because what we do is so important and it's so different than when I graduated you know, 20 something years ago. And you have a chance, you have the opportunity now, here, while you're at school, at the clinic, or in your peak offices, you have the, your, your chance to start making this work, right? You have the chance to start making this work. You have the chance of starting introducing these kind of things. You have the chance of starting designing your office. Like, do you, what kind of office do you want? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about what your office should look like, right? Now, I personally go with the open adjusting. Why do I think open adjusting is so important? 
What does open adjusting do that closed adjusting cannot do in any way? Educate. Create conversations. People walk in and they say, oh, you take care of kids. Oh, you take care of pregnant women. And they are watching it. They're watching it right there, right? There is no way they, now just be, if you have a closed office, not that it's bad or wrong, but if you have a closed office and you have kids in the waiting room and pregnant people, you know, women in the waiting room, does, do they know that they're getting adjusted? Do other people know? Or they just know that they're there, you know, Maybe they're there for someone else or whatever. They're just waiting. Who knows, right? But when you have open adjusting and you see this, you create unbelievable conversations because of that, number one. Number two is the patients talk. I'm actually having fr patients become friends with each other because they're lying down next to each other. They got kids. They got kids. The kids are the same age. The kids are playing together. I'm watching kids playing together, and they're creating this lovely camaraderie, and then they're making play dates in my office. Right? It's like, hey, you want to meet next week, same time? Yeah, absolutely. And then from that point on, they develop friendships. Isn't that great, right, to see that where in a closed environment, you don't really have that, you know, kind of interaction. That's the second thing. And here's the third thing. <clears throat> the third thing is, even though this isn't the funnest topic to think about, but it's malpractice, right? In an open environment, there's going to be a lot less of those kind of issues because the the patient can't say something like, well, sexual misconduct, because you're in front of 20, 30 other people, right? So now you're reducing all of that kind of stuff. Your CA is right there on the other side. She's watching everything, directing traffic. So you really are making a much safer environment, even though in the beginning it is a little daunting for some people. And that's, uh, so those are the huge changes that I've seen over the years is how specialization has become super important, how cash, is now the thing to do. You know, I tell people, it is so important for you to pay cash because you are investing in your future, right? Using insurance is not the way to go. Insurance is, is what used to work, but paying for every single doctor with insurance doesn't work anymore because the insurance is not going to pay for your health. They'll pay for your sickness, but they won't pay for your health. So if you want to get healthy, you got it. Everybody now, everybody, has flexible spending accounts. You know, if you're working in any kind of major corporation, you have a flexible spending account. So that's what our patients are using to pay for their care, right? Because someone, we just had a student in the 10th quarter class come up to me this morning, and she said, you know, how do you have your patients have a family? Like, do you give them super bills? You know, like, do you charge them and give them super bills? I said, no, because if we give them super bills, what do we have to charge them? Insurance fees. So they're not going to pay $60 per person per adjustment for five kids to come in two times a week, right? 60 times five is 300 times two, $600 a, 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 you know, a week times four. So $2,400 a month, they're not going to pay that. They're not going to pay that. Not for two adjustments a week, right? So what you do is you make a, an affordable fee for these people that they can use their flex spending account, and then they just tell other people and other people and other people, and that's how you grow your practice, right? Because insurance is not king, right? Insurance was king when I first started, right? When I first started, you can just, you know, write whatever you want and scribble scrabble on an insurance claim and it'll get paid. But it's not that way anymore, right? Now they're looking down your throats and they're saying no to almost everything. And it is a very different game. You know, I spoke this morning about how Aetna says you can't use Activator, you can't use Network, you can't do Webster, you can't adjust kids under age six, you can't adjust babies, right? So all this, I mean, what would I do, right? Right, if I was part of the Aetna plan, you know, sure, they would send me patients, but it would all be what? Adult back pain patients. Do I want adult back pain patients? No, thank you. That's not the first thing I want. 
Give me the autistic kids. Give me the babies with colic. Give me the babies with nursing problems. That's what I want to see in my office. And that's what you should or hopefully want to see in your offices. And that's what's different about then versus now is now you have an opportunity because of the internet that we didn't have before. That's probably the biggest difference. Because back then, how did you, how do we get to people? Is you had to knock on doors, right? And shake hands. Now you still have to knock on doors and shake hands, but guess what? The internet is your best friend, right? Because the internet, you can do so much on the internet through blogging and podcasting, like the podcast we have. I get patients all the time who say, I listen to your podcast and I want to meet you. I want to be under your care, right? So that's the kind of thing that, that we did not have that in 1990s, but now you guys have it. So take advantage. Learn the tools that you have right now, right? Take advantage of being here at Life University. You have everything that you possibly you know, need to learn all these things. So, but when you get out here you can, when you, and you finally graduate, you can graduate and be running instead of fumbling. And you guys have that possibility. And listen to the masters. Listen to the masters like Reggie Gold. Listen to the masters like Dr. Sid. Listen to the masters like Sigafoos. You know, there's so much out there. I mean, Reggie Gold's got all kinds of videos, you know, out there that you can, you know, listen to and watch and stuff. And listen to these guys because these guys, these guys learn from BJ himself. And that's the people you want to learn from is the people who have this kind of foundation.